For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? This is Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Gerard Powers. Gerard, how have you been doing this past week? Been good, man. Just busy. Sports stuff, school stuff, a little bit of travel. Same old, same old. What about you? Um, Had a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, I had a football game to watch this weekend, which was nice. You know, that's a first. Be able to watch your own team for the first time in many months uh place of football even though it was preseason it was still football it was a game um and then of course uh training camp had to come in uh this past week yesterday was the first practice since that preseason game and it was an interesting experience for myself uh believe it or not i got a one-on-one in-person interview while I was there uh got about four minutes worth of questions in I could have had more but my internal clock when it comes to timing is awful and didn't realize that I was only doing four minutes rather than 10 uh so I'll have to figure how to fix that on a later date but here we go uh this is the interview I had with Andrew Ogletree yesterday at the Colts training camp hey I'm Lawrence Owen and with me today Special guest, Andrew Ogletree, man. How, pleasure to meet you. Yes, sir. Nice to meet you, sir. Uh, so, um, you had a lot of splash plays. You made some plays. Not just today, but uh, last preseason. How are you feeling about yourself this far in the camp so far? I'm honestly feeling pretty good. You know, coming coming in with a, with a good group of guys, especially with Jelani, Mo, and Kylan already being there. Uh, just coming in, one, prove myself to the offense, prove myself, prove myself to myself, really. And just show show the world like, hey, I belong here. Um, there's been a lot of question marks throughout Colts Nation about the wide receiver group. Do you feel like the tight end group is being overlooked in that situation? Uh, most definitely do. I think we got one of the strongest groups in the NFL. If you ask myself, you know, just being around the guys and learning their, learning some knowledge from them, and then just the ability that we can do because you can see everyone in the room is pretty much six five and up, except for fast Kylan. So <laughs> speedy Kylan. So I mean, definitely a little bit overlooked, but I mean, I love it. You know, you overlook us, and we're gonna come come right in. Right <laughs> Absolutely, man. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a little bit easier for you. Um, I've always always ask players when I interview them just something not football related. What is your go-to comfort food? Oh, go-to comfort food. I gotta say, good chicken sandwich. You know, spicy chicken sandwich. Got to add the pepper jack cheese uh, from Chick Fil A, or you know, you got a spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes. All right. Those two are a little in competition with each other. I mean, you got both those here in town. So <laughs> yes, sir. Good to go, man. Uh, so, um, got a cameraman behind here, loyalist. Loyalist, do you have a question you want to ask him? That brotherhood. It seems like you and Jelani are building and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be a wild balance, you know, competing, but yet still. What's that like for you? I mean, how's that? You guys seem to really build that fast. Yeah, no, I love it because, you know, it gives it gives someone to push myself and also push him. But then again, we're, like we're roommates, that's pretty much like my, like my brother, my best friend. We stare, share all these stories and everything like that. And then we also study the playbook together every night. So, you know, it's just I'm so grateful to have him by my side going through this. Like it's, we're going through this as the first time. Yes, we're competing. But then again, we're also trying to push each other and make sure that we get better each and every day. When it comes to the route running, now, Matt Ryan is obviously, it, it's been, no, he's kind of a general out there, Top right? Two, yeah. yeah. And so my question to you is, does he give a little bit of leeway when it comes to running your route so that you can get open at, at certain situations? Or, or is he like, no, you have to be here at exactly this time? I mean, there's a little lean, lean, uh, leeway with that, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about route, route discipline. So if you got a, if your route's breaking at 10 yards, Hey, we're breaking at 10 yards. So, I mean, it's it's a little push-pull. Like, he lets us do our own thing to get open, but then again, hey, you got to be there when you need, when you need to be there. You got to be there. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One last question before we get out of here. Uh, so far, uh, getting ready tomorrow, you're going to be going up against the start the Detroit Lions. Yes, right? yes, sir. Uh, what are you hoping to get out of that? through these next couple days heading into that preseason game? Uh, you know, just a little bit more like, – I feel like I already got a high confidence level and uh, just gain more confidence in my abilities in the run game, the pass game. Just, once again, proving myself like, hey, you belong here. And you belong – you you're, you intend to stay here. So, you know, just to prove myself and then I'm going to have some family coming up. It's uh, definitely it's going to be nice to see them. But, um, yeah, just to prove myself and prove to the world like, hey, I belong. All right. Well, this is Lawrence Owen. Appreciate each and every one of you. Special shout out to Andrew Ogletree for taking a few moments out. Appreciate yes, sir. you yes, again. Sir. Nice to meet you. Yes, sir. Look forward to watching you this upcoming season. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Before we get into the uh, the interview and the past game and this upcoming game, I just want to remind everybody that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, man. Is there anything out of that uh, interview uh, that that you gleaned from there that you found interesting? No, nah, man. He just got good energy. I like the the fact that he's excited about you know uh, being able to prove you know if he belongs and 
you know, just being a part, starting his uh, NFL journey. He just seems like a really good kid. And uh, you can tell, you know, those are the type of guys that's in that locker room. So he probably fits right in. Man, I, you're right. I love his energy. I love his positiveness that he, you know, exudes from himself. He's always smiling, uh, just happy. Uh, great, great personality to be around. I, I thought he was great. Found it interesting. I didn't realize that him and fellow rookie Jelani Woods, the tight end, are roommates. And that they do all their studying together. They work on each other. They do stuff. To, it's that's that's awesome. That's that's awesome because they're obviously in competition with each other, and yet you know they have that brotherhood going as well. And that's that's good to hear. Um, so let's go ahead and kick back to this past Saturday from four to seven Eastern Standard Time. The Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills. What did you see there in that game that you liked and disliked? Uh, it's hard to judge teams off the you know first week of the preseason, obviously, but uh, it is certain things you just want to see that you you hope to see that first week uh, off the the basic fundamental type things that you've been working on since training camp started, like tackling, you know, blocking the correct way, just using the right fundamentals and technique and. Um, you know, when you look at it from an offensive standpoint, you can tell that, you know, guys are still trying to find their rhythm. A lot of times at this point of the season anyway, defenses are way ahead, you know, have a lot more things in and uh, things like that. So, uh, you know, offenses is normally about the buildup and you hope that they can be playing a certain way during at a certain time. But the things that you do like uh, offensively is Matt Ryan. You can you can just tell from the, his style of play and how he goes, he's going to make the right decision. For, for the most part, every time he's going to make the right decision, if it's the check down or the deep shot or taking a sack or running, scrambling, whatever it is, you can just tell he's going to make the right decision, the right play. Uh, the one thing that I probably say that I was kind of, I'm not going to use the word disappointed, but was just hoping more of a, uh, a jump was just the receivers getting their opportunity being young receivers going against you know a good defense but then when you look at the bills you know they had two rookie corners you know that was out there so they had two young guys out there in the secondary and it seemed like they was challenging our guys and being successful early part you know that first uh quarter a little bit into the second quarter seemed like those guys was really uh hip to hip with our guys and you was just hoping to see a little bit of separation from there but the biggest positive that i saw it's just defensively, the turnovers, man. Uh, Gus Bradley with his style of play, again, we talked about it, uh, him having eyes on the quarterback. Uh, and that's his style defense to where it's just going to be a lot of eyes on the ball. And you can just tell it's going to be one of those every tip, every overthrow, all those type of things. We're probably going to have an opportunity to get it. So it was kind of fun to see uh, the foundation of the defense and its installment because uh, in that defense, he preaches turnovers. I mean, that's an everyday talk. So to see that happen on Sunday, you hope that uh, continues to go into the season. Yeah, the definitely one of the most pleasant things to watch yesterday was the first and second team defense, right? Uh, they were absolutely lights out. They had like four turnovers in the first mm -hmm. half, four. And they were doing an, an incredible job getting pressure on the quarterbacks. They were doing good uh, covering, tackling, doing all the basic things that you were talking about. Uh, on the last podcast where you just want to get your fundamentals down, right? Make sure everything is set. That's what this is uh, about. Um, you're right about the, the wide receivers. I don't know if they weren't able to create separation as much as 
Well, first off, obviously, there's no scheming on offense to get people open in preseason games. Uh, same, same as defense, you know. Yeah, no scheming. They're just playing. Yeah, yeah. They're not trying to hide the defense, mm-hmm. and 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 then you know, no, no, we're not blitzing here. Uh, you know. Right. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, but a lot of people need to remember that the broadcast view of a game does not show the whole field. Mm -hmm. So you cannot tell the majority of the receivers on the field through just the broadcast, what's going on. If somebody's open or not open, we don't know what the, their difference, again, difference between game plan and scheming. There's always a game plan. Even in preseason, there's a game plan, what you're wanting to work on during that game, right? Uh, and we don't know what that game plan for the offense was. Was the game plan more about, you know, hey, let's, uh, Matt, let's go ahead and worry about uh, quick release, uh, getting connections down, um, you know, things of that nature, or, you know, something of that, like that. And so we don't know what was actually going on with that until we actually ask somebody and they're not going to tell us, obviously <laughs> that's, that's not a question that coaches are like, Oh yeah, I'll let you in on what we we're, we're trying to figure out here. Um, but yeah, I was looking at the all 22 uh, the day after, and I found some deeper routes that were open for Matt Ryan. And he went with the check down, which I'm okay with, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly okay because that's, that's your timing routes, right? Your little quick uh, timing routes down, down underneath. I like him working on those. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about, you know, this lack of passing attack or whatnot that everybody's saying, because we don't have the receivers. Again, you said it's still early in preseason, right? Uh, They're not at their peak yet. These are all young guys. A lot of them are rookies are new on the team and a quarterback that's new and uh, young, uh, new on the team. They still have to get a cohesion with each other, you know, get their timing down, get their um, routes and everything just right. He's got to figure out, uh, you know, each person's speed, right? Because, you know, if there, there, there might be guys that open downfield, but if he doesn't have the speed of that player down, he could overthrow or underthrow that guy and it can end up in an interception, right? So, um, that's, that's just something you got to pay attention to. At least that's, that's how I saw, uh, why possibly the, the passing attack in the first half wasn't as effective as we would hope. I mean, it just depends on what the, these diehard fans, you guys, it just depends on what y'all look as, I guess, great for right now. I mean, offenses mm-hmm. are not going out there thinking that they're about to light it up. I mean, that's not their – I mean, you look around the league, there's not one team in the league that, that we're watching on TV getting broadcast and we're talking about how great they looked in the preseason one on offense, you know. You know, everybody's just talking about different things that everybody has to work on, and our team, the Colts, are no different. Um, I mean, everybody knows Pittman is going to be a good receiver. Everybody sees the upside to Alec and, and uh, Parrish Campbell and all these guys. Everybody knows what they can do, and it's just a matter of those guys going out there – uh, and eventually putting it all together to where it makes sense. Like you said, you got brand new quarterback, which I feel like 
it don't matter where Matt Ryan's playing at. When you're 14, 15 years in the league, you, you know how to play ball. And when you watch the All-22 or you watching different angles when it comes to watching film and all that, you got to think about the whole coaching process, what he's been coached to, who is his first read, his second read, third read. You know, when it comes to guys being open, a lot of times the quarterback don't see it because for that specific play call in that specific situation, he's supposed to look at this guy and this guy. And if it's not there, he might have been coached to throw it away. He might have been coached to take a sack, especially when we're talking about preseason one. You're not going to sit there and have Matt Ryan just sitting in the pocket thinking he got five, six seconds to throw the ball when you got the most healthiest guys, period, at this point of the football season, been licking their chops, ready to play somebody different, been in the middle of training camp just like everybody else, and they're out there like heat-seeking missiles. So for that whole first game, I mean, you just wanted Matt Ryan to get his feet wet. You wanted Matt Ryan to take a hit every now and then. You know, it, it, he needed to fall on the ground with a guy get on top just so you can get your body back to that part of football. So far, football has just been X's and O's, techniques, trying to do all these things to build the team up. But nobody talks about the live action that your body just got to get used to. Uh, the wide receivers going against those DBs, like when I say that the defenses are far ahead of the game, you know, they are. The defense uh, right now, most defenses in the league is already put in their entire system for the most part. You know, they're that far ahead. So they can just go out there, don't have to think and play just because defense is not as complex as an offensive system. You got a bunch of young guys right now on the coach roster, even Matt Ryan is still thinking through things, still trying to figure things out. Like you said, you know, that affects the timing and all those type of things. But it's also these guys first time since the last time, however months ago, going against somebody else that it's not 80% speed, it's not 90%, it's not, oh, let me protect you, I don't want you to fall, kind of how practices are. You know, you go you go 100 miles uh, against each other at practice, but at that same token, you, you're, you've you been coached on how to practice. You're not going to intentionally hurt somebody. You're going to try to keep guys up off the ground. You're not doing all those things, and that's a part of football that you don't do in practice because people normally get hurt on game days when it's like that. So this is the first time these guys are getting hit, drove to the ground, multiple bodies on top of them and all that. So everybody got to kind of get – you know, back in the nuances of uh, this is live football action. So that's why on that first game, it's just more so everybody doing the foundation. You know it's basic calls playing. You're not scheming anything up. You want to see the timing down. You just want to see – you just want to see out there on that week one that you got – that your guys are better than the other guys just far from an athletic standpoint. You would just hope that we can just call a basic uh, – pattern to Alec and he's just good enough to beat whoever in front of him no matter what the coverage is those are the type things that you kind of just hope to see that just stand out I mean you look at the Steelers with um, uh, George Pickens out there they're doing basic type style stuff but he's just doing certain stuff that make you be like hold on let me watch this kid again (laughs) so it gives you an idea on what to expect so like i said i'm not concerned with the passing game at all matt ron's not didn't come here to just hand the ball off i want everybody to kind of you know uh, agree to that he did not sign with the coach thinking hey i'm just coming here to hand the ball off to jonathan taylor matt ron has stats and accolades and hall of fame type numbers to where he's trying to get to accomplish also win a Super Bowl, do all those things. So you get Matt Ryan here to throw the ball. So trust me, the passing game will be what it's supposed to be when it's time. But right now, I mean, it's just so much 
new pieces and new fits and different skin. It's just so much going on to where you knew guys were going to go out there thinking more so of just reacting and playing. So the next week, uh, this Detroit Lions week, you'll probably see a better product on the field because now guys have an idea on what it's like for a true Sunday uh, day of football or Saturday or Friday, however you want to look at the preseason. Yeah, um, that that's also something that, you know, um, we're talking about timing. And, and one of the questions that I had to Alec, or sorry, sorry, Andrew Ogletree um, was, you know, about that route running when it comes to the quarterback with Matt Ryan and, and, you know, what, what is allowed when he's doing that? You know, is he allowed to come off his route a yard or two? You know, if he realizes, Hey, you know, I'd be a lot more open if I cut here rather than at the, at the point or something of that nature. And he said, there is a little bit of leeway, but, when the break is at a certain time, you have to hit that break at that specific time because, you know, it's all about timing when it comes to a quarterback and he's got to know where you're, where the guys are. So uh, absolutely. That's just something that they're going to learn through practice, right? Uh, that's repetition and experience. Um, One thing that got me overly excited in the Buffalo game that should not have gotten me overly excited was, in late in the second quarter, I watched Nick Foles throw the football away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something I did not expect myself to go, yes. You know, I mean, I just, that's, that, that was weird for me. But you did not see that last year with, uh, with, with Carson Wentz and the Colts. He didn't just sit in the pocket, sat there for three, four seconds, realized, okay, pressure's coming down. There's nowhere to go. Throw it away. You know, don't put it in my left hand and try to chuck it somewhere. When it comes to how I judge football players, because, you know, we all got our opinions on who's bad, who can do this, who can do that. But what makes players great, it's who they are truly. Carson Wentz, we knew what what type of player he was when Mm -hmm. we got him. He was not your traditional just sit in the pocket. You know, Carson thinks he's a tough-minded, far as physical thinker to where from day one, he's always been trying to sling guys off of him, take hits, extend the play. That's what got him paid in Philly. That's what Mm -hmm. made him who he is the year that he had that great year in Philly. Uh, some of the plays he just made in the pocket of just extending plays and doing all those type of things, that's what kind of got everybody's attention. But you know, sometimes the things that make you great can also be the things that, you know, make people hate you or not like your style of play as well, just because of the the bad that might comes with that. And um, so when it comes to Nick Foles throwing it away, we, since day one, we've known Nick Foles is not about to sit in the pocket and take a hit for nobody. <laughs> yeah, he will let go that deep ball if, you know, if he got time to, he's definitely going to let you see how pretty you know, that that deep pass can look, uh, especially from a fan standpoint, how it just spins in the air for however long it is. I said, but at the end of the day, if you bring any type of pressure to where he feels it's in his face or he's about to get hit, he's either throwing that thing away or just taking a sack. Um, but it, yeah, you're right, though. It's, it's, it's good to see some of those improvements and, um, you know, quarterbacks that is, you know, safe with the football and, you know, uh, just just taking what the defense gives them every now and then. And then you see Sam comes in, Ellinger, and I mean, he looks great. I mean, and when I say great, I'm saying from the perspective of him being drafted, what he went through last year to now, you just see the improvement and hopefully he can continue to improve because there's no telling from a development standpoint, you know, where his ceiling is or potentially what type of quarterback he can become 
for the future, considering Nick Foles, older quarterback, Matt Ryan, older as well. So you would hope that Sam can get all this knowledge and, you know, maybe in a few years, three, four, however long it is, you know, he can just step in and take over that role. Uh, oh, you are absolutely right. I will admit last year, I was not on the Sam Ellinger train. I did not like 90% of what I saw from him in practice and training camp. Uh, I was, I was like, this was, he, he's going to be a great gadget quarterback is what I was thinking. Right. Um, uh, not, not a traditional, uh, quarterback whatsoever, not, not a starter in the NFL. What I saw from preseason, what I saw from training camp yesterday, his arm strength, somehow his throwing power, somehow not his arm strength, but his throwing power got better. He's able to put a lot more zip on that ball. He looks more comfortable throwing downfield rather than just looking at the checkdowns. Um, he stands when when the pocket breaks down and he starts to scramble. He's not looking to run. He's looking mm -hmm. downfield at receivers now. He has learned so much over this past year that his stock has went way up, way up in my in, in my books anyhow. Maybe this offseason he got with a with an old alumni and Colt McCoy or something. People forget, you know, Colt McCoy. I, that's kind of what I saw, even though I know they're Texas type Texas guys. But uh, if you look at Colt McCoy's career, how he started, you know, he's always been considered a backup, even though he's been a starter in the league. But, you know, he's always been a guy that, you know, you respected as a quarterback. You know, he can win a game as well. But I can see Sam kind of developing and being either a top tier you know, back up to where if something was to happen, he can step in and everybody be fine. Uh, and hopefully he has the potential to be an everyday starter. But, I mean, the the projection is looking up, though, after that first game. I know that. The Colts have a uh, another preseason game, the second one, with the joint practice of the Detroit Lions that are happening as we talk, actually. Uh, I think it starts in an hour. Uh, from 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 where we're at right now, my when you're going through joint practices, obviously you you I believe you said you never had a joint practice, right? No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, that's something kind of newer in the NFL. But it, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on, and and Frank said that in the preseason game. He's not going to play as starters nearly as much because mm -hmm. you got your looks right during the joint practices. So there's no need for it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's what uh, I bet. It's a lot of teams that's uh, doing joint practices this week. I think this is the Remember, we was talking last pod about, you know, teams trying to find different ways to handle this new preseason type deal. You only mm -hmm. got three games. What's the true dress rehearsal? Well, the best dress rehearsal you can get is have a week worth of practice with another team and do every situational type football you can think of during that course of the week, even having a live scrimmage or whatever type scrimmage you want to have during the week. So your ones are getting one versus one reps uh, just so they can get that feel because uh, you go in that second preseason game, that's probably going to be the main game for the backups, um, you know, guys in, uh, that fall uh, after the backups. And then the third game is for everybody that's really just trying to make the team for that third game. The people that don't dress 
are normally the safe guys that, that you know is going to be on that roster. So I like it. I like, you know, spending a whole week with another team, getting ready for the season, and you're still a few weeks out from uh, week one. So, you know, you can really, you know, got time to kind of evaluate the film that you do with this joint practice and make adjustments and see what you got to do. Uh, so I, I like that plan, actually. I think, I think that's uh, probably the best route to go with this whole, you know, three preseason deal. Yeah, and with a uh, second-year wide receiver, Mike Strahan, coming off the pup list and practicing, started practicing yesterday, and honestly, from what I saw, looks like he hasn't missed practice. Uh, he hey, looks actually word, pretty good. Word on the street is this could be the baby Julio. Yeah. That's the, he's, word, that's the word that I heard as far as, you know, his physicality, his size, his speed. Uh, and they say he got some talent, man. So, I mean, it sounds like everybody, maybe this was the reason why, you know, maybe Chris didn't want to make a move in the wide receiver room until he saw the whole room as a whole. And this included this guy as being a part of it. So, you know, you're hearing his name a lot. So I kind of wonder going into this second preseason game, knowing he's going to get a lot of reps, mm -hmm. how many targets he get. If, if they're force feeding him the ball, just know he's a huge part going forward in the wide receiver room. Yeah, I love his stride. His stride is so long and so smooth when he's running with or without the football. It just mm -hmm. it looks great, and it's effortless, uh, kind of like gliding across. Uh, deceptive speed is the best way to put it, right? Gotcha. It doesn't look like he's running that, uh, putting effort and running that fast, but his hands look a lot better than what it did last year. Last year he had issues with drops. Uh, every preseason game he was having issues with drops. I didn't see, but uh, he did have a drop, but it was a contested drop, so I don't really count that, right? No, um, right. Um, but he had three other catches during practice yesterday. Looked really, really good. But with him coming back, that means that Darius Shaq Leonard is now the only guy on this roster who's not practicing, mm -hmm. which is honestly it, uh, amazing to me. I don't remember being three weeks into training camp and – only having one guy on the roster that can't practice. This is something completely new for the Indianapolis Colts over the past few years uh, compared to what we're, we're absolutely used to. Now, obviously, knock on wood, that this this continues, but health has always been a concern in the past, and right now it looks like it's it's looking up. But when you're doing a joint practice against another team, especially a team like the Lions where their head coach is out there saying, bite kneecaps. You know, uh, is there is there a little bit of a worry? Do you do, you, do are the te do you think that the teams are like talking to each other, reminding each other? Remember, this is only practice. Oh yeah, they definitely have you know um, a meeting or both coaches definitely lets their teams know respectfully the tone of practice. You know, everybody's on the same page as far as you know uh, how to conduct practice. I know we talked about the Jonathan Taylor situation with the joint practice, that type of stuff happens. But for the most part of practice, everybody's trying to take care of one another, unless it's a live situation where you're being, you know, took to the ground or whatnot. But other than that, you know, uh, you practice hard, you do all those things. But at the end of the day, every player knows, you know, that everyone is out here trying to feed their family at the end of the day. So you're not going to see anybody do anything out of the ordinary of a normal camp style practice it's just everybody will be going a little faster because you're going against another team another scouts other eyes on you so like I we talked about in that first preseason your fringe guys these are the type of things that you, you kind of want to stand out this week because who's to say coach cut you 
you know, after the third preseason game and you spent a week with the Lions eyes on you, you just never know what type of impression you made on someone else. So that's what make the joint practices so cool because everybody's trying to prove that they're the guy, if that makes sense. So it makes the intensity level, the competitiveness, uh, all those things, it'd be, it'd be pretty intense. So what you're saying is uh, this week during the joint practices that Chris Ballard and the scouts and the uh, coaches are kind of looking at the Lions as much as they're looking at the Colts, you think? I mean, of course, as scouts, you evaluate everybody. I mean, now this is your film. I mean, you're going to be having your guys on the same film as, you know, an opponent. So, of course, you're going to, you know, evaluate everyone, you know, everybody. You're always trying to get better at a team. This is a business you know, at the end of the day. So, you know, everybody understands that that process or that part of it. And I didn't even think about that, about, you know, I mean, the I mean, when you're out there, there's different, there's, there's a difference in my opinion than being live and seeing on film. Right. So mm-hmm. um, obviously the lions aren't just bringing their coaches and their training staff. They're, they're going to bring their scouts as well as so to sit there and, and, and watch these practices probably like, as well. Like I tell you a story. I remember uh, with the Ravens, I think he's with the, the, I think he's still with Philly now, defensive tackle, Timmy uh, Jernigan uh, out of Florida State. I want to say he's still with Philly. I hope he's still with Philly. But anyway, Philly and the Ravens did a joint practice like the year before his contract was up or something like that. And I think he like did his thing that week or that year or whatever the case uh, it was. And then he ended up having a good, you know, career to where Philly during hit when he became a free agent, that's who he signed his big deal with was Philly. I mean, they saw him hands on and, and you just, like I said, you just never know uh, as far as the impression you would make from a practice standpoint setting, because that's when you can truly see the ins and outs of a a person in his day-to-day work process do a guy practice hard Uh, is he accountable how does he compete all those type of things you know everybody got eyes right there just like our guys you know they're going to go out there even though they're trying to you know impress their scouts their gm their coaches you know and and all those things the the dang lines coaches are going to be watching as well because you just never know what type of situation a guy might have to where he's just not with that team no more so um all right. That's that's interesting. Now, um, before we wrap this up, I want to talk about the Lions uh, preseason game, because obviously that's going to happen before we get back together. My my big question is, since the starters most likely won't be playing, this will probably be the second week in a row that Jonathan Taylor won't see game action, uh, live game action. At least I don't think so. But with the other starters not playing, um, do you, th- how much do you think like the second string guys are going to get, or do you think this is going to be more leaning towards the, the, the low end part of the roster no, rather no, than no. the higher end? I think second, I think second string guys are guys that's in the rotation, whether it's second or third team. I think they'll play a legit half or maybe three quarters. I think they'll play a good majority of the game. And then after second half starts, probably midway through the third, you'll probably see, uh, other guys getting trickled in or whatever the case. But you got to think, like on a roster right now, you're probably only four deep anyway, you know, at each spot. So some guys are going to have to play, you know, longer than expected just because they might not have the depth or, <laughs> of anybody else at that position to play. But I think your main second string guys will start the game and probably play into the third quarter. Because uh, like I said, um, the third game, I mean, it is what it is. It's your last preseason game. If you if you know you're going to have guys that, that's on the roster, you're, you're trying to make sure your 53 is healthy as possible 
for week one. So I expect him, even though some people, you know, might play that you know is going to make the roster, but probably won't play much. Uh, I expect that to be the guys uh, that's on the fringe that might not be on the team, all that type of stuff on the third game. But the second game is very important uh, just for your depth, guys. So uh, the Colts cut yesterday down to 85. After this preseason came, they cut down to 80. And then after the third game, they cut down to 53. Mm -hmm. So that last game is where you're going to want to see all the tape that you can offer your bubble guys, right? Uh, the guys that are on the edge of the roster because you got to make changing decisions in that situation. Also, there's there's probably going to be guys on this roster that you're not going to want to let go because you're going to want to put them on the practice squad because you don't want to let them go. But knowing that if you release them, that they probably won't get through waivers, right? That and another thing, too, this is the crazy business of it, because uh, I talked to a guy when I was with Arizona and we had just started training camp and he had made a comment like he al they already knew who the 53 was and they were just looking at certain spots for diamond in the roughs or a guy just to mm -hmm. pop out. So even with the coach, they probably have an idea who the 53 is like right now already, probably going into training camp. They had an idea. So you you're kind of hoping to see the growth and development and the guys that you expect to see the growth and development, the guys you've heard in the media through the course of the entire offseason, whether it was backup guys or starters, if you heard their names being spoken by the GM, by the head coach, you know, by important people in the building, it kind of gives you an idea of who's kind of safe, who's kind of the, the expectation of certain guys. And then when you go into these games, third preseason game, second preseason game, you're just hoping to see some guys pop out that you just didn't expect. And then that's when it's it's hard on the roster to make decisions on this guy or that guy because you might have a guy a vet that you just had stapled in as you know your ex position or whatever. I just want to I don't want to say a position to act like I'm using an example. And you're thinking he's going to be the guy. And then all of a sudden this undrafted guy came in with you know you didn't have too much high expectations. And all of a sudden boom like. He can really play. He's just as good or better, and he's about to be getting paid, you know, rookie minimum. And this guy's making X amount of millions. You know, that's when a decision for Chris and scouts become like, who, what, what do we do? How, you know, what's best for the team or or, or the case? So uh, that's when it get, gets a little tricky. Yeah, I didn't think about uh, how that actually affects not just you know your your roster, but uh your salary cap right mm -hmm. um that's that's a huge business huge yeah the bottom line that's the most that's and that's another thing with fans forget this whole nfl thing it's a bottom line business if the money makes sense cool but when the money don't make sense you got to do what's best for the business even though we love the team we love players all that type of stuff i mean we did cut Peyton Manning. You know, so, you know, everybody is able to get cut if the business don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you that that that's got a lot of a lot of burn for a lot of Colts fans uh, still to this day. Right. Uh, is, is the cut of, of Peyton Manning. Um, there was uh, situations, obviously, uh, throughout the team like right now uh, after that after that first preseason game over overreactions right oh, uh where you talking about we need to get ty in here right now you know because of the you know didn't look like that the uh, receivers could get separation and we need ty now 
or, you know, sign OBJ, which is ridiculous because he ain't even going to be ready until November. But um, there's you got you got the business side of things that you have to think about. You can't just run around and sign everybody uh, that you want uh, because you only have so much money. Uh, you, cash over cap, cap over cash doesn't matter. Sooner or later, you, your team has to pay the piper, right? So um, I think that's going to be it for this episode. This was a very fun episode. Got over a couple couple preseason games um and then of course the that great interview with andrew which i'm very glad that he took the time out to sit down with me and, and uh answer a few questions uh any final words before we go no that's it that's it all right well appreciate each and every one of you if you're listening to this uh make sure you download it share it to your favorite social media um and if you're watching this on YouTube, please smash that like button, hit subscribe if you're not subscribed, and tag that notification bell so that you are notified next time we go live or upload a video. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.